Hip hip hooray! It's the Open Mic Comedy Show, recorded May 10th, 2021, at the Colorado Comedy Show's Virtual Event Center. Get ready to laugh in five, four, three! Just stuff to slip on. Stuff that you could slip on. Hey, John O'Keefe, this should basically maybe here tonight. Well, that's uh, that's just darn fun. I'm glad John O'Keefe will be here tonight. Uh, we were hoping to have him. I wish he uh, were here right now so that when I say he'll be after performing tonight, uh. <laughs> he'll understand that I'm trying to mock his country in my own incompetent provincial way. But, you know, people... It's funny, when I was getting my MFA, I did a lot of my writing in this uh, one... Uh, reading room at the library and uh, the only time I ever got kicked out of a library for typing too hard <laughs> was on my computer and I was hitting the keyboard too hard so somebody else was told me that I have to leave they, just like, they, I don't know what the deal is with people they can't come up to me and say you know you're, the, you're, hitting, you're hitting the keys a little hard or maybe you're on a really resonant table or something. They got somebody from the library to come over and tell me that I was I mean, typing too loud. Uh, and I was just like, hey, you know what? I'm typing as loud as I type. Um, and it somehow. What type of joke was that, Mike? <laughs> it, was, it was a pica type. <laughs> oh, man. It didn't quite rise to the level of elite. That's very I'll, tell, I'll tell you one thing, it wasn't well written. <laughs> it wasn't uh, intended to be a joke. So I guess it worked, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mike, it's a good joke. That joke is so hack, I think the Russians got into my pipeline. Well, you know, without further ado, I, I'm not sure if you've been introduced yet. Or the joke was so hacked, they're making it into a Saw movie. Oh. <laughs> well, you know, I think uh, now that the long shores are here. Yeah, I'd like to congratulate Suraj on being so dedicated to comedy. He didn't even wait till his uh, bail came for him to do a set tonight. Right. <laughs> um so Siraj, I'll put the lineup the lineup goes in the chat. Um uh otherwise uh Mike, I, I've I've yet to introduce you to the YouTube audience and I probably oh, should. No. So we'll start the program. Why do they get to be so lucky? <laughs> That's what I want. <clears throat> well, he puts the old man in Ottoman Empire, ladies and gentlemen. Please welcome Mike <laughs> Langworthy. You know, I just got what you were doing with that. Ottoman and old man. Oh man, Otto man. Because it's it's so unlike, it, it, the pun is so off, you know, the mark that I didn't really understand what you were even going for. Right. <laughs> it takes a real marksman to hit that one. Yeah. It, yeah, it really does, Chuck. I got two mild smiles out of you so far. I feel really good about yeah, that. Well, <laughs> The forecast, not to crush you or anything, but they're mocking smiles. <laughs> no, but I mean, that's it's, <laughs> better, it's better, something better mocking than stroke smiles. Yeah, I suppose 
I suppose that's the kind of thing. So uh, I was just looking at these, you know, I wrote, I write jokes all the time and um, hey, and you should use one once in a while and show my, am I right? Hey, what? Uh, at this point, I've been married so long, I wouldn't even know how to hit on a woman. If I did meet one, being a bar, you say, Hey, play your cards right tonight, honey, and you could have an old man weeping and apologizing at the foot of your bed. <laughs> um, just curious. Um, um, did it hurt during the reconstructive surgery? Women like that when you, when you comment on their looks. <laughs> elephant man. <laughs> no? You know, um, I don't want you to get a big head or anything, but uh, you're about 15 pounds away from beautiful. Um, <laughs> uh, my, this is your lucky night. My uh, parole officer said I can start dating women with kids again. <laughs> hey, my ankle brace broke off today. Help me celebrate. <laughs> um, ankle bracelet is what would have made that incredibly funny if I'd said it right. Um, we completed it in our head. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I have an uncle with no arms. I think women are interested in your, your, your family. <laughs> Oh. How'd you like to get revenge on your prettier sister? <laughs> you know, on the upside, with this uh, with this anklet from the county on, you'll always know where I am. No? Are you more comfortable? Are you more comfortable living as a woman? Um, hey, I bet you have a beautiful picture in the attic. Right. <laughs> uh, and I'm, I'm pitching this may be my last show Chuck I forgot to tell you this because I'm going to LA next week to pitch an animated show Oh, uh, about a couple of carefree rabbits whose lives are ruined in the early 60s it's called Ruby and Oswald oh I'll see you next Monday. <laughs> oh, you will, will you? Oh. Well, you certainly put me in my place, Chuck. <laughs> Imagine how bad I would feel if I gave a shit what you thought. Huh? All right. So anyway, this has been lovely so far, but let's get let's get moving. Did you want to tell those jokes you promised them? <laughs> You know what I like that fifteen. Funny to be jokes. That fifteen pound joke. Biggest jokes ever produced in this country after four years. <laughs> I was just gonna say that fifteen pound joke works for the anorexic girl too. I like the way it goes. Yeah, it works for everybody. That's what I like about these are sure fire. They are. I'm giving this. This is. That's a, this is mating gold for you. Major. Universal uh, appeal. Universal. I would start. I bet you have a great picture in the attic. Do that one first. <laughs> um, that way you can tell whether she's like literarily inclined. Um. Anyway, 
so we got a lot of comics tonight. A bunch of people came in um, uh, near the near the deadline, so to speak. It's not really a deadline, but whatever. Um, however, one of our favorite guys who's here every week made a request to go on early tonight because he's got another mic and we're not even jealous that you would be doing another mic in another half hour. <laughs> yes, you can use us to practice for the one you really care about. Uh, mm. So welcome. God, I'd make a great talk show host. Mm -hmm. oh, no, you, have to, you have to listen to the people that you interview. Sorry, my bad. Anyway, <laughs> this next guy is our first guy. And um, he comes to us from Long Island. And you're going to love him, those of you who have never heard him before, and those of you who have had, you're going to love him again. Please welcome Bruce Lipsky. Hey. Thank you very much. Uh, I almost didn't make it tonight. I have to go to L.A. and do some pitching of some... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, I, actually, I dug out this, this story. This extra true story. Uh, you may have seen this. There's a tribe in Africa that's been distilling gin for over 200 years. And they just decided to change their recipe and they're adding elephant poop into their, into their mix because supposedly the botanicals are there and it makes a better flavor. But they had a contest trying to figure out what they should name it. I actually won first prize. Um, I decided to name it shit-faced. <laughs> <laughs> but what really thing is I decided I, I tried to help them out and make some more money. I thought they should come out with a, a, a soft drink out of, made out of monkey pee. <laughs> and I decided to call that Dr. Pecker. <laughs> uh, this is actually a true story. 200 years they've been distilling gin. Who woke up one morning and said, you know, if we put elephant shit in our gin, it's going to taste better. Botanical. <laughs> All I can tell you is that's some bad gin. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it leaves a bad aftertaste, that's for sure. Yes. But anyway, uh, you know, speaking of gardening, I live in a town called Floral Park. I mentioned I live in Long Island. And Floral Park is well-named because it's famous for its plants and gardens. And all the streets are actually named after flowers and bushes and trees. But given where we live, um, it just seemed natural that my wife and I should take up gardening. But we're the worst gardeners. It's no wonder why we were named the honorary chairman of the Dead Plant Society. <laughs> and the way we grow things perhaps we should not be living on willow avenue but wilted willow avenue yeah for the past several years so we've spent hours watering and gardening and weeding and we always get the same results four rotten tomatoes two weird looking cucumbers and something that i think is a zucchini yeah <laughs> You think it's a zucchini? Could a zucchini look like a broken finger? I don't know. <laughs> and, and, and a couple of years ago, my wife said, you got to try a new routine. Don't be so cheap. You want results, you got to spend the money. So I bought special tomato cages. I had raised planting beds and a new watering system that cost $3,700. Yeah, $3,700. And you know what I got? Four rotten tomatoes, two weird looking cucumbers, one, I think it's a zucchini and a $3,700 green pepper. And for that money, I could have bought out the whole fresh produce department at Whole Foods for a year. But I have a neighbor named Dominic, and he has an amazing garden. He grows basketball-sized tomatoes, six-foot-long cucumbers, 
and six pounds of zucchinis. So I said, what's your secret? And he said three words, red fox urine. I said, what, red fox urine? Now I may be showing my age, but the first thing I think of is red fox, the old comedian. That's impossible, he's been dead for 30 years. So I said, I wonder if I can use Seinfeld for Bill Burr's piss. He <laughs> said, no, 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 you need the urine of a, a natural predator. No, 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 I'm not going there on that one. A four-legged natural predator. <laughs> so I said, you know, where do I, where do you buy this stuff? You know, can you buy it online? Is there a website that sells old comedians beats? <laughs> Is there a site called plentyofpeed.com? Maybe I can buy Uncle Milky's pee. I must have a, a, a sharp stream to it. That's for sure. <laughs> so I followed this guy's advice. And I bought this stuff online. It's called Leg Up Foxy P. Yeah, Leg Up Foxy P. But if you Google Leg Up Foxy P, put the word gardening after it, we're going to be taken to a totally different site. Just be aware of that. <laughs> so I followed this guy Dominic's instructions exactly to the T. I sprinkled this Leg Up Foxy P in the garden. What do you think I got? Four rotten tomatoes, two weird-looking cucumbers, and one I think it's a zucchini. And a huge patch of greens, what I call weeds. But my wife thinks it's kale. So either we've got green weeds that smell like fox piss or kale that smells like fox piss. <laughs> Thankfully, I'm not a vegetarian. <laughs> you know, kale is the bitter brother of lettuce. So <laughs> very bitter, like me right now. Right now, I think I'm suffering from KE, kale envy, because right, my wife is totally into this kale stuff. Called it her new superfood. And, uh, you know, so the way to properly cook kale, you have to massage it. The other day, I saw my wife laying out the towel on the counter for Mr. Kale, turning kale over, put lights on and burning incense candles. I guess the, there's only no happy ending for me on this one. Uh, I guess the kale's <laughs> going to be the happy ending. So, uh, you know, basically, I haven't finished the whole joke yet, but uh, I'm trying to struggle with it. That's my time. Thank you very much. Thank I'll you get to the much. bottom of this. I'm not sure, but I think that set was zucchini. Uh -huh. uh, anyway, Lipsky, if you're clapping, clap a little more. He's great. Um, and I want to keep the show going because we got a few extra comics that came in tonight, and I'm thrilled. Um, so I'm going to bring... Uh, Michelle Malenzak, uh, who has been here before and who uh, who I enjoyed before, and I'm oh. looking forward to introducing her to some of you guys. So Michelle Malenzak. Oh my gosh. Malenzaki. Thank you. Thank you. Thank I, I was typed. It was you. typed wrong. I knew your name was Malenzaki. Malenzak. So I try to do what they say on the on my list. Oh my gosh, that's too much pressure. Like I was here before, and you enjoy me, so I brought my bringers. <laughs> these are Japanese clay figures and these are great because they are my friends and they are clay figures I don't want to be too funny because I don't want to crack them up oh hello <laughs> <laughs> okay so I came to America I'm Japanese a lot of people come to America for like infrastructures I had to ditch my 
very nice bathroom toilet seat to come to America. <laughs> because I wanted to pursue 27-year-old white boys. Where are they? Not here. <laughs> they are at improv school. I spent $10,000 at improv school because, oh my gosh, all they have is 27-year-old white boys. And improv school is like a cult. It's like a cult. They tell you, they teach you. Say yes and. I'm like, yes and. Spent $10,000. Six years later, <laughs> I got my first <laughs> job as an improv teacher. <laughs> I made $20, my first 20 as an improv teacher, like the return of investment, $10,000, yeah, $20. <laughs> <laughs> Not working. But I, I know Americans think I'm a sucker because they send me stuff like these. Flyers for gold coins. And it mm -hmm. says, secure your financial future. Exclusive at cost offer. $50 gold American Eagles coins for $1,800. Wait, it's $50 coin. I'm, I'm not that stupid. <laughs> and I also got another flyer for a $2 bill with somebody's like doodles on it. And it's $58 for a $2 bill. And it costs you $7.95 for shipping. <laughs> and it says you can cancel anytime it's a subscription two dollar bill that comes every month un un until you stop it it's two dollars <laughs> I, I could draw better ah, i'm not that stupid but i love reading so i was going i my one of my favorite magazine is the uline catalog have you ever seen those it's yes. like a thick all kind of stuff in it. And oh my gosh, they have urinal cake for sale. <laughs> and it comes in five different flavors. Flavors? <laughs> yes, spiced apple, lavender, cucumber melon, cherry, and gosh, what's the other one? I can't remember. I already told you cherry. Oh, so there's another flavor, but <laughs> wow. But I mean, like we don't see, we don't have those in girls' bathroom, but oh gosh, guys got cakes in the urinals and you get to enjoy all the flavors. Oh, I'm so <laughs> jealous. Uh, uh, gosh, what? I was going to tell you something, but I can't remember. So I'm going to, and then I didn't bring my read reader, so I can't read. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know. Hi. Hi. Oh, I teach Japanese. <laughs> so I'm teaching you hi. Hi means yes in Japanese. Oh, okay. And that's how I sound like in bed. <laughs> um, I teach Japanese at the adult school, and that's what you do when you live in a foreign country and you don't have any skill, and you don't want to learn any. I'm so happy to see you tonight, so I'll teach you some Japanese. Okay, let's start with greeting. Good morning. 
Ohio. Ohio. Oh my gosh, Ohio. That sounds so good. So good. Do you know how to say good evening? Um, Indiana. Oklahoma. Such a good teacher. I've been married for 19 years. That's that shows I know how to do stuff, but I don't know how to undo stuff. <laughs> My husband is a procrastinator. <laughs> I told him everybody's getting divorced, and he's like, "Maybe that's a great idea. We'll do it next summer." This summer is our tenth next summer. <laughs> I mean, I I love my husband to death. I just can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> my husband bought an Outback, a Subaru, and he yeah. loves it. I knew he was a lesbian. <laughs> well, thank you so much, I'm Michelle Marizaki. Yay! Thank you, Michelle yeah. Marizaki, which is Japanese for Chuck. Learn how to spell my name. <laughs> uh, okay. We also have a guy from the East Coast coming up. Another guy from the East Coast, right? You're you're like living in New York, right, Randall? Uh, that's correct. Yeah. So Randall Donovan, who is many things in addition to being funny. And I'm going to let him demonstrate all of them to you tonight. Please welcome Randall Donovan. Hey, thank you. So uh, I used to date my uh, financial advisor. You know, we met at the market, you know, I was <laughs> buying and she was selling. And, you know, I felt that there were some real bonds between us, you know, and I figured, what the heck, I'm a pretty good commodity unless we're on a short date, you know, that was kind of my stock line at the time. Yeah, I, I told her she had a nice balance sheet, you know. Uh. She said, I don't know, the whole thing sounds kind of speculative. <laughs> I, I told her, listen, I'm not looking for a one-day trade. I'm looking to buy and hold, you know. So we dated for <laughs> for two fiscal years. And, it, you know, one Black <laughs> Friday, I got up the nerve to pop the question. Yeah, I asked her if she was interested in a merger. I was really yeah. liked her that night. Um, anyway, she was she she rejected my IPO. Was my <laughs> uh, so I started dating another girl, uh, Elizabeth. You know, they their friends called her Wall Street Bets. You know, uh, she was fun for a while, but now I found out she was short selling me behind my back. You know, <laughs> and, and so you know, I margin called her on it, but then she went all crypto on me. Uh, you know, and then I lost all my interest. Hello. Okay, I feel like you guys are not really invested in this. Okay. My girlfriend is woke. Uh, she's also selfish. Kind of interesting combination. You know, her, her pronouns are I, me, and mine. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, she, she refuses to drink 1% milk. You know, she says it tastes oppressive. You know, I said, listen, Emma Goldman, you know, when you're fighting capitalism, you got to drink that stuff slow. Let it trickle down. You know, that's how you fight the man. You know, she's really radical, too. You know, 
this past election, she voted for Nikolai Ceausescu, you know, who's, who's both <laughs> Romanian and dead, you know. And the other thing is, she, like, she's a 9-11 denier, you know. She, she thinks the whole thing was staged by James Cameron, you know. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to stand here and dispute James Cameron's cinematic abilities, but come on, 9-11 seems more like a Jerry Bruckheimer thing. Okay, um, I was, um, I come from a broken home, you know, we tried to glue it back together, but you wouldn't take, that's kind of sad. Um, I was 86 from a coffee bar in Brooklyn, because, you know, I, I, I didn't know the difference between uh, Zeitgeist and Weltanschung. I was really, really humiliated. It was awful. Um, I think someone was talking about Seinfeld before. I, I got, got, you guys remember a few years ago, Seinfeld kind of got in a little trouble. He made some joke about like, you know, when you're scrolling through your contacts on your phone, you look like a gay French king. And, you know, people got upset. And uh, I think rightfully so, because, you know, enough with the jokes about the monarchy. You know, <laughs> you know. Um, I, so every time a famous person dies, you can bet that one of my Facebook friends will <laughs> will will put a picture of themselves and the dead person, and, and always say something like, uh, "This is my friend Nelson. He was a great guy." We, Rest in power. We got hammered at a Bennigan's in 1997. He loved corduroy pants. He dug my harmonica playing. Nelson, you were the best. And I'm thinking, wow, that's a beautiful tribute, man. You really caught the essence of Nelson Mandela. You know, <laughs> there is a big music scene in Afghanistan. I, I don't know if you knew about this. They, they, they've, they've got the Kabul Stones. Um, they got this guy, a uh, weird Al Qaeda. It's very popular. Um, <laughs> and uh, they might be jihadis, kind of more of an underground band. Um, uh, yeah, I, just, I was never good at sports. You know, I, you know, I, my classmates used to tease me because I struck out all the time, you know. Kickball's a stupid game anyway. I mean, you know, who needs that? Um, okay, oh, real quick, I, I just flew in on, on, on Liberal Airlines. Um, you know, when, before I boarded, they made me check my privilege. And, and then at baggage claim, they, they couldn't find it. You know, I was waiting like three hours. And, uh, you know, finally I asked for the manager and I said, look, this is, this is really bad. You know, I think you owe me some reparations. And she said, you know, listen, Tyler or Brendan, whatever your name is, get out of here. And uh, I'm getting out of here. Bye. <laughs> here you go, Randall Donovan, ladies and gentlemen. Hey. Randall, Randall Donovan. Not only uh, can that out of one page of the thesaurus. Um, but Randall, love you. Look at all. See, now I can tell that they're all. CDs. They don't look like CDs in this picture. It's in the small picture, they look like cassettes. Um, anyway, lovely job, lovely job. Um, our next performer comes to us all the way from uh, the subcontinent, if you will, um, which is funny because you say that in America and people don't even know what you're talking about. They don't, sub, uh -huh. subcontinent, is that where like subs come from? 
So it's Papa John's. Is that what? I don't understand. Because we don't know geography. We just live in the United States and we're proudly, proudly ignorant. Who's geography, Mike? <laughs> what I mean? Uh, and Chuck's got a master's degree. Um, <laughs> he's got an MBA, so he doesn't know where it is, but he'll know how to sell shit to him. <laughs> so it's just, what, what don't you have? What don't you have? Just tell me what you don't have. I'll get somebody else to ship it. All right. Whatever it is, this guy is great. Um, you're going to enjoy it. Um, and like I said, he likes to wear orange. He looks good in it. Uh, Americans, we don't. We don't. We just look like we should be picking trash up off a highway. And, <laughs> but not this guy. Please, round of applause for God's sakes. Coming here all the way from India. His name is Suraj. Suraj, ladies and gentlemen. Hey. Yeah. Let him have it. Let him know. Thank you. Thank you so much, Mike and Chuck, for uh, the welcome. And yeah, and for the roasting as well. Why not? <laughs> but uh, can you all hear me clearly? Yeah. Yeah, just say, yeah, we can. Okay, okay, great. Because uh, I do open mics regularly, and I had an, and I had a three-minute spot at another open mic, and I was like performing, like with all the gestures, body movements, and energy expressions and whatnot. And I was getting the laughs too. One of the audience members, he gave me a feedback, and he was like, "Suraj." I really love your energy. I really loved your performance. And uh, you know the best part about your performance, the highlight? You were on mute. <laughs> yeah, sadly, not for my jokes, not for my delivery, but I was on mute. I mean, I was disappointed. <laughs> I, I'd come to do stand-up comedy, not to be, I don't know, Charlie Chaplin or do hot yoga over there. I don't know. I mean, that's what it came out to be over there. But uh, yeah, so I'm basically in India right now. It's early morning here. It's 8 a.m. And I woke up at uh, 7 for this show. Like, for, like, my mom would be so proud. And at the same time, she would be very cunning also now. Now she'll know how to wake me up in future by telling me, look, the next U.S. open mic. Get up, get up, get up. <laughs> but yeah typically like people would ask like aren't you supposed to be asleep at this time but being an indian the question would be aren't you supposed to be at the call center <laughs> giving advice like to americans on fixing their refrigerator or a microwave oven or something like that no i don't work in a call center or in amazon let me just tell you that and yeah i see someone has put in the chat uh, i pronounced his name wrong that's right. So my name is actually <laughs> Sue Reg. Sue yes. Reg. So I'll make this. I'll make this as easy and as polite as possible for everyone in the room. Just split it into two words: Sue and Reg. Sue, as in, I will sue you if you don't get my name right after this. <laughs> <laughs> And Reg, Reg as in like uh, short for Reggie, Reginald, or maybe register this in your damn memory. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Sue Reg. Like, like every open mic, it's either like Suraj or Sura, like Sura, like 
I'm an Indian. I'm not a Hispanic, though I might look like a 70s Mexican gangster. I. <laughs> oh, somebody definitely agrees with that line. <laughs> but but it's not Sura. The J is not an H, basically. And it's and it's not Suraj. Like, please, my name Suraj means the sun in Hindi. Please don't turn it into some special anger anger issue by saying Suraj. <laughs> Beautiful name it is. But yeah, uh, so yeah, and usually when I join these uh, open mics in the US, like this is probably my 10th US open mic, I usually find another Indian or two along with me. And when I first joined, I was surprised. No, I'm the only Indian. And I was seeing all only white people initially. I was initially worried whether I logged into the right room or whether I accidentally joined, I don't know. A make a make America great again room or something like that. <laughs> I was really worried. Then I saw Michelle and I was like, okay, this has to be the right room. <laughs> nice. By the way, good job, Michelle, on your performance. Oh, thank yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so during the daytime, I'm a working professional, and at night, I'm basically performing stand-up comedy. So I probably think I could call myself probably the Batman of open mics. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The Batman. I'm not, I may not be as rich. I may not be as rich as Bruce Wayne, but I surely have a mask actually that I can actually wear. Just see for yourselves. Can you see? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is how rich I am basically. <laughs> and I'll probably go like, uh, this is not the joke. The open mic deserves. <laughs> but the joke that it needs. Yeah. Where's the laughter? Tell me. Where's the laughter? Tell me. Where's the laughter? I suddenly don't feel as bad about mispronouncing your name. <laughs> No, I don't know about that, but maybe you might not want to call me Batman, but more like Bagman. Oh, no, you did not. Oh, he did. He did. <laughs> yeah, but that's, that's it. Oh, yeah. So I have like less than a minute left, I guess. So I just want to quickly say like I have long hair and now with the lockdown and pandemic, uh, we have to wear masks, right? So I have to wear this mask every time I go out, as you can see. And it's a challenge because there's a street called Fashion Street in Mumbai where you have plenty of street sellers for cheap clothes, jewelry, and whatnot. And one time I went out and one of the guys there was like, Madam, would you like to buy this dress, please? <laughs> and? After seeing my chest hair, the little bit of chest hair that I have, he was like, oh, you're a dude. Sorry, sorry, go, go, go. This guy is a dude. What was I thinking? <laughs> Like, you didn't have to laugh for that. You could have just said it normally. I was getting checked out because of him or the girls on the street. But I think there's an advantage, actually, having this long hair and wearing a mask. Because once the lockdown eases in Mumbai, I think I should be able to get my free drinks every Wednesday at my nearest pub. Because it's basically 
ladies night every Wednesday <laughs> over there. All I have to do is just cover up my facial hair with the mask, obviously, and yep. drink like this. Yeah, this is how I'm going to be drinking, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so that I don't get, so that my cover doesn't get blown. Yeah. Anyways, I guess that's been my time, guys. Thank you, Mike. Thank you all. You have been a wonderful audience. Welcoming back to you. You're very Thank welcome, you. Sue Reg. <laughs> Sue Reg, I don't know what Sue Reg's last name is. It's probably an anagram for a real word. Um, uh, anyway, very funny. Mumbai, I'm sorry about all the problems you guys have been having with the pandemic lately in, in, mm -hmm. in India. We've read a lot about it over here. Well, who am I kidding? We're Americans. We don't read about shit. But, you know, we would be <laughs> if we were at all interested in any other part of the world. Um, so uh, thanks for coming. Let's give one more round of applause, people. Hey. God sakes. It's Suraj. Who the it's hell Suraj. came up with Suraj? <laughs> I mean, that was stupid. What kind of a moron says Suraj? It's okay. <laughs> I do. That's who does. That's the problem. Um, well, you know what? We uh, usually stick around uh, afterwards for a little while and chat about comedy or just, you know, stuff. So if you feel like it's Suraj, please hang around for the rest of the show and, and join us to chat. Later on, you can explain to us the nation, the concept of a, another nation. And um, uh, in the meantime, we'll bring on some more com comedians. Um, uh, another guy who came to us all the way from someplace he probably can't trace. Please welcome, if you will, Chip Jones. Hey! Oh, so... so uh... Sue Reg, you know, the first thing that came to my head was uh, uh, Johnny Cash singing that song, A uh, Boy Named Sue Reg. Do you remember that? <laughs> <laughs> and then I thought it was kind of kind of heartless of Mike, you know, to uh, to speak to a, uh, a person of India about the master's degree. I don't know. I mean, it's, it seems kind of hurtful. <laughs> but, then, but then I didn't oh, care anymore. Degree. I know. <laughs> but then I didn't care anymore when uh, when he started talking about coming in the room. And he didn't see any other people, you know, that weren't white except for uh, Michelle. It's like I'm a black man, <laughs> just to let you know. <laughs> In fact, I, uh, I suffer from long hair as well, you know. So, uh, yeah, but uh, I never have that problem when I wear my mask because of my beard. You know, it looks like a. Uh, a girl in a bikini in the 70s, you know, just popping all over the side. <laughs> uh, I've been in sort of melancholy mood, you know, Mother's Day uh, last Sunday, and uh, my mother passed in 2018, so it was uh, reflective, you know. Oh, sure. and, you know, you have good and bad things. I, I thought about when I was, uh, when I was a teenager, uh, I was 18, living in Memphis, and uh, my sister, who was 16, had just gotten her license, and she was upset because I got a car when I turned 16, so she was always bothering me to, bo or to borrow my car, and, you know, I let her, and uh, that turned out to bite me in the butt. Uh, one day, uh, my mom asked me to take her someplace uh, after I had loaned my sister my car, and as we were driving down the street, I came up on a stop sign, kind of hot, so I pressed on the uh, <coughs> brake. Uh, pretty firmly, and a whole bunch of pink champagne bottles rolled out underneath my mom's seat. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> and you know, it was back in the 80s, so it was before people were woke, and my mom looked down at those 
pink champagne bottles and she looked at me and she said are you gay <laughs> and i say no mom i'm just drinking and driving she's like oh thank god <laughs> i was like oh they did notice after that all my pink button-down shirts disappeared. So I don't know. I don't know if she ever, <laughs> you know, you know, years later with a grown son and married to a woman. I don't know that she, she didn't uh, really think I was gay. But uh, she, uh, in her later years, became a hoarder. And I guess what I found out is that she actually had been a hoarder all her life, because my wife and I had to go through all the stuff that she had and get rid of. And she had racks and racks of clothes i mean dresses with with the tag still on them and i could tell these dresses were old because they had like matching go-go boots to go with them you know and they're they're all like an avocado green and uh, uh what's that goldenrod gold it's like these these dresses are from the 70s but uh you know it made me think that there ought to be a there ought to be an app you know or a, a website for um for people that are dealing with uh, old parents who are hoarders, you know, where instead of them buying stuff, you know, from the home shopping network and stuff, they just buy stuff back and forth between each other, you know, just to, like hoarder, hoarder trading back and forth, you know, but uh, I don't know. I, uh, I have been um, restless at night lately. You know, and having these weird sort of things, you know, like when you're dozing off and your mind is just rambling. You know, the other night I'm sitting there and I'm just thinking, wow, you know, I wonder if Oprah's eating a snack. You know, <laughs> I know that I'm feeling hungry and uh, she's probably an hour ahead of me. Yeah. Wonder if, she, <laughs> wonder if she's eating like Weight Watchers. Maybe I'll have a beer. I wonder if there's a Weight Watchers beer. You think, you think Oprah drinks beer? I don't know. You know, and I'm thinking like, oh, you know, what's up with Stedman and Oprah? Stedman. Stedman's like a weird name, you know, Stedman. It's almost like instead of a man, you know, is, is Oprah gay? Is that what it is? Is, is Oprah gay? That's exactly what it is. Yeah, you know. <laughs> you know, if Oprah's gay, I really do need a beer. I don't know. <laughs> so, I don't know how the mind works like that. It's, it's, it's goofy. <laughs> it's just goofy. And I guess, uh, you know, I have been thinking, you know, the way stuff is going with all these suppression laws and stuff that race, race relations are really bad in America, you know, and I got a, a real insight into it. A couple of days ago, I was in downtown DC and this little white six-year-old girl was walking in front of me and she looked back and saw me and she immediately took her purse and moved it to the other side of her body and she clutched it really tight. And I got to tell you, it made me sad. I think mainly because it meant I had to throw it to the ground to snatch it. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> racism not working out for either one of us. <laughs> I think that's my time. I thank you guys for listening. And if you want to, Ooh. you can reach me on my social media. His Insta handle, I believe, is the term the kids are calling it. It's Chip Jones. J. Chip J. Don't forget two p two things anyway. Uh, sure. <laughs> hey, you pronounced it right. Way. <laughs> you know, I figure if we were going to give you a name when we brought you over here, we might as well memorize it. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> That's the way I feel about it. That I'm pretty woke. Pretty woke. For a, while. a lot of people don't know that about me. That's right. Because of, it's the 
<laughs> I like to think of myself as a white witch, but apparently a pointed hat with eye holes cut in it has a whole oh. <laughs> completely different connotation in a lot of places. That Mike, he's a master of class. He sure is. <laughs> he certainly is. <laughs> I'm a klaxon of comedy. Um, <laughs> as it may, we're talking about crazy stuff here. Crazy stuff. <laughs> this show's out of control. That's right. Uh, well, I'm just going to sit here and clan up. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> no sense dragging out our dirty laundry, huh? No. What I mean to say is David Dukes, David Dukes will be proud of both of us tonight. But let's not <laughs> Let's not talk about that, you know? I know. The last thing we want to do is start being racist and anti-Semitic on <laughs> comedy, for Christ's sake. We have six days of the week to do that. Hey, there's, <laughs> there's, 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 that there's, there's good people night. on both sides. <laughs> there's, there's good anti-Semites on both sides. Jesus. <laughs> Plenty uh. of wonderful anti-Semites live everywhere. Hey, speaking of anti-Semites, this next guy comes from South <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know if I was going to be able to work an organic reference to one of the, one of the plagues of our universe for thousand years, but I was. I was able to turn it around. We're in a Rubik's Cube of comedy, baby. Talk there we about go. getting an education. I hope Sue Reg is learning this because he's going to have to deal with white people one day and he's going to never. <laughs> anyway, our. Next performer originally from i don't even know where new york it might be my guess because he's got that east coast sensibility you know what i mean dog whistle dog whistle and um <laughs> now he lives in south carolina i'm sure you're gonna love him please welcome david zosloff david thank you very much well talk about uh, anti-semites i am now living in south carolina and I was, I was I was a little scared to come here, uh, thinking about you know I'm coming from the Bronx originally, and then I'm moving to Los Angeles, and then South Carolina, and I thought it'd be all a bunch of Nazis, and uh, I haven't met one Nazi. Huh. It's pretty interesting, or anti-Sem. Well, I don't know, man, about the anti-Semites, but I did a huge gig here already, and it was really cool because well. For the for the virus, it's a and the virus really doesn't exist in South Carolina. But <laughs> uh, I said to I said to the audience, I was scared to come to South Carolina, and I I, I was afraid of the Nazis and anti Semites and white supremacists, and I'm Jewish, and I really wasn't going to talk. I wasn't going to say to anybody that I was Jewish, and then I just happened to say, you know, about 150 people there. I said, any other Jews here? And you could hear a a pinch nobody. <laughs> Everybody looking around, no Jews, I'm the only Jew. And uh and and everybody was I felt it was I felt this feel some people feeling sorry for me. So I said, Oh well, shalom, y'all. <laughs> and, and from that it was a great gig. It was an hour gig. It was just a fucking great gig. I had a great time. It was so good to be back in front of a live audience also. Um one of the things that for one of the first things I did when I got here was I, I put my Buddha up outside my office window on my on the on the lawn. And I thought, Jesus, anybody ever seen a Buddha statue? 
my my second thought was someone's gonna shoot that fucking thing. <laughs> you know <what's> <laughs> <laughs> fucking target practice. Buddha, fuck Buddha. I meditate. I love to meditate. I've been meditating for years and I and I realize I meditate really better when I have money. <laughs> I have my own mind. I have my own form of meditation. It's called transcendental hesitation. <laughs> and I made up my own mantra, something I say to my brain over and over and over again. I say, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> So I, I think uh, I think was thinking about. I wrote a book. I, I think I've talked about my book. It's called The Complete Book of Everything, Part One, <laughs> Second Edition. And I wrote about time because I know everybody. Everybody's got a watch and phones, and then we keep time. It's important. Time is such an important thing to us. But then I thought, you know, when you take the human mind out of out of the equation, there's no fucking. There is no time. Without the human mind, there is, there's no time. And there were three scientists just got the Nobel Prize because they proved that in black holes, there's also no time. So there's two places. There's just no time up there. People invented time. I was thinking people invented time so they would know or they could estimate when they were going to die. You know? <laughs> Figure out your insurance rates and shit like that. And no other animal kills times or wastes time. And I think we're pretty, we're just another animal, but no other animal wastes time. <clears throat> and the basic needs of all other animals, the basic needs are breathe, eat, shit, and die. And the basic needs of people are breathe, eat, what time is it? Shit and die, fucking die. <laughs> Talk about time some other time. Here's what an, an amazing thing that I experienced. I was in Seattle and I went to the zoo. And I, as comics, I'm talking to comics now. This is so cool. I saw, <laughs> I saw a gorilla doing comedy. <laughs> huh? Gorilla was in an outdoor cage. He only had three jokes, which for a gorilla is a lot, I guess. I don't know. But <laughs> headlines. He was in a, he was in an outdoor cage, about forty people watching, and his first he did he was his timing was impeccable. His first joke, he's walking around, builds the suspense, and then he stops, he bends down, and he puts a finger in his shit, <laughs> and the whole crowd just fucking cracks up because you know everybody, everybody in the world probably is at some point or has put a finger in their shit. At one time or another, so they could relate the crack up, and I could see the gorilla absorbing the, the laughter. He heard the laughter, and he's it's making him feel better. It gives him confidence. And he went to his second joke, and he lifted his finger to his nose. No, he sniffed, yeah, he sniffs his shit. That's his second joke, and the, <laughs> the audience is fucking cracking up. And I'm watching this gorilla, I'm thinking this motherfucker is getting laughs. He's doing what I do. Third joke. That's all he had. The, the killer joke. He puts his finger in his mouth oh. <laughs> and the crowd turns on him right away. They just, oh, fuck. I'm not, no one's going to cop to that. I thought that was his best joke. 
<laughs> the crowd is not laughing, and they start to yell at him. They call him a perverted. He's weird, disgusting. And the gorilla senses he lost his audience, and he picks up his shit and he flings it down. Just and they all run away. Boom, lost the audience completely. But there's all these new people coming in the zoo. They didn't see him flinging shit, and the audience is the gorilla is standing there, and he sees he's got a new fucking audience, and he started his show all over again. <laughs> Same three jokes. Same fucking three jokes. Gorilla did 30 shows a day. (laughs) And I'm thinking, I wish I did 30 jokes a day. And here I am, stealing his shit, right? (laughs) (laughs) Fucking fucking amazing, amazing experience. Anyhow, I think that's my time. I'm not really sure I'm not keeping time at all. Anyhow. I kept time. It's about your time. All right, my time is up. Love you guys. Love being here. Thank you. David Zasloff, ladies and gentlemen. Um, you know, I like the comedy. The shit finger in the mouth, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I totally a different era. When you didn't, I, totally, didn't I totally didn't see you doing that, Mike. No, I it was I came up in a different in a different time. No, I thought you were going to tell him I like the comedy, but we're going to book the gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> I love you for that time. I love it. Get started again on. Uh, I think Chip wins. That's a new stuff on a new show where we need to come up. <laughs> gorilla. Chimp juggles, by the way. I don't know if you knew that. But, um, it's a very talented zoo down there, South Carolina. <laughs> got a, they've got a um, chimpanzee that juggles, and they have uh, a gorilla that eats his own shit. And then, of course, the closer is always Lindsey Graham. So, <laughs> what cruise ship is that? <laughs> All of them. It's the. <laughs> Sounds like a log cabin for Trump crews. <laughs> ah, that is funny. It's <laughs> cruise to Skull Island. Or as they call it in South Carolina, Skull Pussy Island. Right. Anyway, you know what? That's just gross. Why am I even going there? Why would I do that? Why? Because I don't care. Don't care. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, our next performer, one of our uh, guys who regularly comes and works on material here, and uh, I always enjoy it, and I know you will too, Jeffrey Burden II. Give him a big round. Thank you so much. Hi. Uh, Yes, uh, everybody. I um, have a five-year-old grandson, and uh, I I just want to tell you about how much he cares. uh, it's evening. We're laying on the floor. He's playing with his tablet. I'm doing my crunches. And he says, I love you. And I turned and looked at him and he, he said, I was talking to the dog. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Going to work on some one-liners. Um, 
I, uh, I, 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 uh, I'm going to work on some one-liners and I believe our, our, uh, very funny Chuck, uh, Roy is going to recognize some of the first half of these jokes. So, uh, so, uh, I beg your patience and, and here we go. Um, I was in Captain America, the winter soldier. I played a shield strike agent. Uh, uh, and they were in pursuit of Steve Rogers. No, I was not in the elevator scene. But I have been in an elevator, so there's that, right? Mm -hmm. right. Uh, that really was not a one-liner at all. It was like a, that, was a, that was a sonnet. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, Jeffrey. Uh, let's see. Uh, my wife and I took out life insurance policies on each other. So now it's all about who murders who. Really, that's what, yeah. No. No. yeah. We're, we're desperate. We're desperate, guys. Um, working with people has changed my life. So over the years, I have tried to do less of it. Really? <laughs> Doing a bang-up job, too. I was unemployed forever. Um, let's see. Uh, condoms aren't completely safe. A friend of mine was wearing one, and I still managed to get his wife pregnant. So there's that. <laughs> no. no. Not how it works, Jeff. <laughs> oh, oh, I feel bad now. <laughs> uh, marriage is great. It'll calm you down. That and tranquilizers. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, my mother told me I'd make a bad father. It didn't bother me, though. I don't want to marry my grandmother. <laughs> well, she's deceased. It wouldn't work out. It wouldn't, it wouldn't um, let's see. And everybody, I, I had a really uh, a great week uh, 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 of coming up with awful material. I'm really proud of myself. And uh, my name is Jeffrey Bird, the second. You all have been wonderful. Thank you so much. Hey. hey, those are some good jokes, man. I don't know mm -hmm. what you're bitching about. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you listen to that gorilla shit? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Come on. My back. I'm just trying to keep the show moving. You know what I mean? Um, our next performer. Uh, now we're actually getting off the continent. You know, we've gone to the coasts, both coasts, and uh, now we're headed to uh, Europe, which I think oh. is also still in the throes of a pandemic a bit. Um, anyway, um, a lot of you people who have been here before know who this guy is, and you're going to like him if you didn't meet him before. Not that you wouldn't if you have met him before, <laughs> um, but you will. And his name not surprisingly, his, sorry, his name, not surprisingly, is James Longshore. I started to go a different road and I thought it was a bad idea. Especially with How many roads must a mic walk down before James can get to his set? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, hi everybody, I have missed you. It's so great to see you guys, I am, 
Uh, I can't believe I only have five minutes. You only give me five minutes. I'm much funnier than five minutes. <laughs> really, you're lost. Start like any last time. time. <laughs> what? Did you can start any time then. <laughs> oh, no, um, no, spend I'm, as much time as you want. Wait. I apologize. <laughs> Well, no, I have to catch up because I have to do, like I said, you, five minutes is not enough time for me. Last time it was 4.20 I was here and I didn't even get through all my 4.20 jokes. So um, I have a couple more. Okay. <laughs> uh, to answer Chuck's question, I was the victim of a hair sedent. And uh, <laughs> that hair sedent was uh, going oh. to a Romanian barber and not speaking Romanian fluently. <laughs> oh. Happens to the best of us and me. Um, so what do stoners fight over in a divorce? Anybody? Anybody? Uh, uh, the I don't want to give you too much time. Okay. Uh, joint custody. <laughs> oh, oh. 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 <laughs> James Longshore, everybody. There you go. <laughs> so this next one is also a safety tip. It's a state safety tip. Um, what should a stoner do in case of fire? Uh, light one up. Close. First, he's got to stop, drop, roll, and then he can use the flame to light the joint. Oh! <laughs> I like that. Um, thank you. So this next next segment uh, is called puns and nuns. Puns and nuns. Uh, the first bit, especially for Mike, I was at the dentist the other day and I got a quick look at my file and the name was James Langshore. James Langshore. And I thought, well, I might be Langshore, but I'm definitely not Langworthy. <laughs> How does one become a doctor of hypocrisy? I don't know. Takes the, you do now. Takes the hypocritic oath. I think tulips are better than one lip. <laughs> All right, so um, I have a wedding coming up this weekend and I need to get some alterations to my tux and I need them quick. So I am gonna call the world's number one pop star, Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> um, that, you know, I had my last one was for Oog, uh, especially for Oog, son of uh, a and mm -hmm. he's not here tonight. So gonna skip that one because the only other person in his age range is Mike. Um, I'm going to conclude by saying Mike. Mike likes to say that I have never met a pun I didn't like. And that's true. I have, however, met a nun I didn't like. In fact, I've met a few. They're just not nice people and I will have none of them. Hmm. Oh. <laughs> uh, my mom is here tonight. I'm glad that went hey. well. It's Mother's Day. My mom is here tonight. So for my mom. Hi, mom. Hi, hey. mom. 
everybody. Hi, Mom. Hi, Mom. Hi, Mom. Hi, Mom. Hi, Mom. Hi, Mom. Happy Hi, Mother's Day. Hey, Mom. Happy Mother's Day, Mr. Longshore. Yeah. Um, my birthday is this Thursday, yeah. uh, May 13th. <laughs> so growing up sometimes, like my birthday fell on Mother's Day, too. Oh. That always sucked. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm going to end. I'm going to end with with random country names put into a sentence. Okay. Can you grease turkey? I'm seriously hungry. Iran. <laughs> <laughs> I'm James Langshore. Everybody, have a great night. Thank you. Yeah. You've changed. He's changed his name to Langshore. <laughs> I love it. That's all I say. Iran. Iran so far away. That was a famous geography-based song in the 80s. Um, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. One more one more round of applause for young Mr. Longshore, ladies and gentlemen, who brought his family with him tonight. Um, his mother John. He brought his mother John. You know what? Don't you don't mock people for their preferences. You don't make people are who they are, Chip. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Yes, I, I get you. Thank you. Okay, good. <laughs> and apparently, I'm thirty thousand years old. So that's the way life goes. So, Chuck, let's uh, split that screen and make a couple of announcements. What do you say? Well, oh, I think that's no, no, no! I got to let Jonathan. Right. Um, perform. Your so show, however you want to do that, sir. No, but I made a mistake. I fucked up, man. I fucked up. Our next performer is a long time, until tonight, a long time friend of mine. <laughs> 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 I said, sure, I can let you perform tonight. Or I can say every possible thing I can think of and then maybe let you perform. So um, I'm not going to do that. What I'm going to do instead is bring him right up. Uh, we were comedians back in the olden days. Uh, you know, back when you had to be funny to get a laugh. Am I right, people? <laughs> <laughs> Which is why I never got any. <laughs> anyway, our next performer is a lovely guy. He lives in California now, teaches stand-up comedy, and has a right to do so. He's done very well in many different areas of the comedy business. And he might tell you a little bit about it tonight. Maybe he won't because he's modest. Please welcome Jonathan Solomon. Thank you. Great to be here. Well, yeah. no, I should, say, I should say great to be here because here I am where I always am these days. I'm in my studio slash Zoom studio slash office slash, you know, I never understood. I have an office and it had an alcove and I never understood why does a large square room need an alcove? And then COVID came and I went, that's why it's got an alcove. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here I am. And just for the sake of uh, it's also a comedy club tonight, we could say uh, I have a mic and a mic stand just uh, 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 but I'm not going to use it because it's muted or as we used to say before COVID, it's not plugged into anything. So we're just <laughs> that aside. So uh, I, as, as far as the career goes, uh, yeah, I um I sure I'll just go right through my credits, Mike, and not be modest at all. I uh, I was on the uh, David Letterman show a bunch of times. I uh, hosted a morning show on MTV and I had a kids show on NBC. Then I wrote for Emmy winning sitcoms and variety shows. And now, yes, I teach comedy at a community college, leading to the obvious question. What the fuck happened? <laughs> <laughs> But we 
we don't have time to go into that now. So uh, uh, I'll just I'll tell you a little about myself. Uh, Jonathan Solomon, you may have figured out I am uh, of the Jewish persuasion. I think it's actually a religion as well. Um, and uh, my name is Jonathan Solomon. That, that's actually my show business name. That's my that was the name I went with to seem less Jewish. My my given name, my my my, my family name, my born name is a Hanukkah Ben Circumcision. <laughs> I'm also, uh, as Mike said, We've been around for a while. I'm old. I'm getting very old. And I've reached a new uh, uh, a plateau of old, I think, which is uh, th there's various stages of old. There's a stage, you know, in your teenager and then then your 20s, uh, young girls stop looking at you. And then sometime around your 30s, young women stop looking at you. And then and then sometime in your 50s, all women stop looking at you. I've reached this new age of 62. Los Angeles police have stopped looking at me. Because <laughs> LA police are not lax at all, but now I can make a U-turn in my car across two lanes of traffic, and the and the police like will be you know I can do it right in front of a cop, and the cop just sort of rolls up and they sort of look in my window, uh, and then they just go. <laughs> and i always imagine like there's some rookie cop in the passenger seat talking to the guy who waved me on who's like an on he's like ah it's an old guy he's probably in a rush because he's got to pee <laughs> i uh i i um i i've been doing stand-up comedy a long time i started out in comedy in uh, fifth grade in math class by the way this is going to be a joke and then i'm just going to take it back but you can go with it uh i started out in comedy in fifth grade in math class i had my feet up on a desk and the teacher said, do you do that to the furniture in your own home? And I said, we don't have crappy desks like this in my home. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, I just tell that joke because it's not true. That joke was actually said by a, an actual person. His name is Danny Kilcommons. And he was cool. He was a cool kid. And I went up to him after he said that joke. And I said, I'm going to be a comedian someday. Can I? And I'm going to do what you I'm going to do your joke. And he said, great. And then he uh, stuffed me in a locker. Because he was a cool kid. <laughs> comedians, you know, comedians were not, I don't want to speak for any of the guys on the show and the women on the show too, but but we're generally, I would say, it's fair to say, not the cool kids. Um, I and, not, and we're not the cool adults either. I mean, I met a woman recently. I, I sort of picked up a woman at Ralph's uh, during during this whole pandemic. I met a woman at Ralph's uh, on a on a on an aisle, and um, and then we had a date on Zoom, which was good because then I got to find out what she looked like. Um <laughs> and I I did this thing which I try to do with women which is I just wanted to she, I told her I was a comedian and she sort of had this sense I think that I was sort of fun and cool because I was a comedian just so you know comedians aren't fun and cool we will not like tell jokes we tell you we're depressed and we, we wish we'd been musicians <laughs> that's pretty much where we're at uh so um the, 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 it's good, good. The, the, the getting used to uh, performing on Zoom, doing everything on Zoom. I don't know about you folks. I've been gathering with my family a lot more on Zoom. And um, I don't know, when you gather with your family direct from their homes on Zoom, you, you, you know, you learn things about your family. You, you know, it's like there was one time sometime in the in the fall and I was like, no wonder Aunt Sally's always been so much fun. She's an alcoholic. <laughs> I I'd always thought she slept on the lawn because she was outdoors. <laughs> Other family news, uh, my nephew uh, has announced that he's gay. Um, not sure what the pandemic had had to do. Something arrived from Amazon. He went, I'm gay. Um, 
Uh, but uh, <laughs> Garland. Yeah, yeah. My uh, the family the family's good about it. Uh, I did get a uh, a, a chat from my uncle Lou, who's sort of old and sort of the family troglodyte. He, he said, when I think of two people of the same sex, it makes me sick. So I put back in the chat, why are you thinking about it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then I typed back, you know, Lou, when I think of you and Ann Esther getting it on, I get pretty nauseous. So <laughs> family chat. Uh, so, but he's, yeah, so he's gay, which is fine. Uh, it's just hard to, I don't know about you folks, but it's always hard to accept the uh, another person's sexuality because generally who we are, we are so that. So I, you know, I knew Andrew was gay, you know, way years ago and I knew before he was gay um, and um, before he knew, excuse me. But uh, it's just odd when you're with someone who's, you know, like sometimes I'll be with a gay friend and I'll go, I know you're gay, but just, just, just look at the way that woman's skirt wraps around her ass. And they'll say something like, yeah, that'll happen with linen fabrics. <laughs> <laughs> Not what I meant. Uh, but um, uh, uh, how are we on time, Mike? Have I, go, have we, I know we don't want to do... Uh, um, I, you know, I think I know what I'll wrap up with. I really know what I'll wrap up with tonight. Never mind. Wanna, what's that? Never yeah, mind. never mind then. Yeah, I'm going to tell... Because uh, we got all these comedians. So I want to tell... Uh, well, first for everybody, because we got a YouTube audience out there, maybe. I want to tell a story right now about a young man or a young person who, despite difficulties, maybe feeling estranged from his family and mm. his culture, he spoke his truth. And I think that's important for all of us, the artists, the comedians. But I will not tell that in a long, laborious story. I will tell it in the form of a joke, and you'll have to figure out how the, how the joke in, includes what I just said. So here it is. So there's a baby polar bear. And what? the baby polar bear is in the middle of Antarctica. And the polar bear goes up to its dad and says, Dad, am I 100% polar bear? And the dad says, of course you're 100% polar bear. We're in Antarctica. There's Eskimos. There's penguins. There's icebergs. What would you be but a polar bear? And the little polar bear said, sure, I'm not a grizzly bear. And the father says, no, you're a polar bear. And he said, sure, I'm not a koala bear. No, we're, if you have any doubt, go ask your mother. So the little polar bear goes up to its mother and says, Mom, am I 100% polar bear? And the mom says, of course you're 100% polar bear. Look, we're in the middle of Antarctica. There's icebergs. There's Eskimos. What else would you be? Sure I'm not a grizzly bear? No. Sure I'm not a koala bear? And the mother says, I promise you, son, you're a polar bear. Why would you have any doubt that you're a polar bear? And the little polar bear says, because I'm fucking freezing. <laughs> so, and then I want to end with a joke that I'm going to try to modify for Zoom because it's such a great comedian. It's a joke that only for the comedians, right? A comedian, it's what known as a comedian's comedian joke that only comedians are supposed to get it. But I'm going to try to, you know what? I don't think you can. I'll fuck it up if I try to modify it. Okay, see, so let's pretend the pandemic is over. We're, we're, so there's a comedian performing in Vegas. Forget about modifying it. We're just going with the normal. Okay, so this is my closing joke for all the comedians. And you may have heard it, but it's fun. Uh, so there's a comedian. He does two shows. Two shows in the lounge in, in a Las Vegas hotel. And then he goes back to his hotel room. And, and then a little while later, he hears a knock at the door. And there's a gorgeous, gor he opens the door. And there's a gorgeous woman at the door. And she says, I just saw you perform. And I thought you were funny and sexy and brilliant and intelligent and interesting. And you opened up new worlds for me and my life and the way I think about the world and the world around me that I never considered before. I want to come into your hotel room and do things to you sexually that you asked me to do and things you've never imagined. And the comedian says, did you see the early show or the late show? <laughs> 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 
That's it. That's all I got. All right, man. You you know, Jonathan Solomon, ladies and gentlemen, one more time for Jonathan Solomon. And can I just say my highlight of the show? Sure. Emma Goldman. There was an Emma Goldman reference. I mean, I wouldn't have missed this. Jonathan, Jonathan, do you recognize me? I'm sorry, Randall, but no, I, am I I, I'm Rafi DeLuga from the Village Gate. Oh my God! Now I, I do. To... Wow. Yeah. I'm yelling. Hi, Rafi. Do it. John used to play my dad's nightclub. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Oh, nice to see you, man. Oh, that's awesome. That's Very great. Nice. I'm so glad we have we got the Village Gate, and now we got Emma Goldman. Emma Goldman. Yeah. Yeah. Can I? Yeah, yeah Mike. I worked at the Village Gate too when I was first starting out. Oh, really? Probably the, in the I, early I, 80s. Randall, I tell, a, I mean, Robbie, I tell a story all the time about the night we did a benefit with uh, Dick Gregory and William Kunstler. Do you remember that? Wow. That, that was probably not a special night that I didn't book. That was, was Randy Credico there? Yep. Yep. That's who it was. Yeah. 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 You know what? I just realized there's a show going on. We, oh, yes. Yeah, so. <laughs> private conversation. <Yeah. laughs> I was hoping he was the beautiful woman at your door in Vegas. Hey, shh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've all changed he, a lot over the years. He said that he was going to modify it for us. <laughs> well, how do you tell that joke if it's somebody sees two Zoom shows and then they, they see, I don't know how, how it could work. That no, joke. you can't. You just do it. As yeah. a, it's just, you know. It's, yeah. it's so we're gonna do a, you should come uh, to the apocalypse in two weeks when we do that gig was so bad. <laughs> Is around ah, yeah everybody has a you know yeah. and i'm i'm leading it off with that gig was so bad nobody asked who booked it let's share the screen for a minute and uh make these announcements real quick so we can bring chuck out for a little and and we have a special guest danny danny rydell who came in straight from greece and um <laughs> She's been doing the announcements at her parents' high school. And if you don't know what that is, Google a fucking movie! Sorry. <laughs> I apologize. I'm sorry. Uh, first, we got to play a quick game of true or false, Mike. True or false. Go for it. She's got to guess, Mike. True or false. False. Mm, I'm not sure yet. Could be true. Could be false. <laughs> Looks like you're right, Mike. It was false. Way to go. Thank you. Thank you. Mike, you win one of uh, these prizes. You may only pick one. (laughs) I will take the ancient hard drive. Awesome. All right. Uh, Good for you. Way to win. True or false. We have more prizes to give away, Mike. But uh, first, we better plug shows. Uh, Largest audience we've ever had on the YouTube channel. And that's mostly because my friend Fred is watching. And he's 436 uh, if he's not 300 pounds. All right. Um, he weighs an ounce. He weighs Mike, uh, briefly, you uh, uh, are an active supporter of Magic Moments Incorporated. Uh, you write plays for them. Do you want to tell the folks at home about Magic Moments? Uh, every year, I help to write a full-length musical review for magicmomentsinc.org, which is a special needs friendly show 
It has a large cast of 150 to 200 people in it, aged from four to 80, and of a wide range of abilities and uh, special needs from uh, professional level performers with Broadway credits to people who are incapable of speech or walking. And they find a meaningful way to use everybody who's in the show, in the show. And all of the music comes from either ASCAP or BMI. So you can be sure that the melodies will be memorable. We repurpose the lyrics to tell the story of the show. And um, there are people, Chuck has been to the show and can tell you that, uh, that the show is produced on a pretty high level, a very high level considering how inclusive it is. Yeah, really good show. And um, uh, Stacy Sanders uh, from Elevating Connections is watching. So uh, she's really enjoyed uh, a lot of the comedy on the show, uh, including Jonathan. And um, I think she said she liked your jokes, Mike. I can't see anything about it, but I'll check the comments again. Um, well, they're probably not there. She's probably so bored with praising me and so gun shy. About the implicit criticism of you. Uh, she laughed at the puns. I know I'm causing trouble. Uh, my big fat apocalypse wedding starring Jessica Misra is May 16th this Sunday. We're gonna have a lot of fun with her. And then the series finale. Uh, uh, so, whoops, the series finale for uh, the apocalypse comedy show, Seven Brides for Seven Apocalypse. It's gonna star Stephen Young and um, uh, Oog, son of Og, will be there for uh, the grand finale and. Um, I think we have some more fun coming up, Mike. We want to make sure we say thanks to our VIP customers. Uh, that includes uh, Chip Jones and the Longshores. So uh, we want to make sure you guys get... Langshores. Um, Langshores. They're Langshores. Sorry, the Langshores. Uh, we got you a sandwich with some chips. I thought that would help with Chip. Uh, Chip would like to have some chips and a sandwich. Um, also got you some raw fish and chips. Uh, not sure why I want to do that, but uh, chocolate chip cookies. I thought that would help. Um, also, um, Correct me if I'm wrong, but Chip figures prominently in that. <laughs> Mike, I think you're picking up on this. Uh, and, and on chocolate too. So that right, it's not all over the bit. There's a microchip involved somewhere and then a couple of poker chips uh and a pretty good hand so um yep. i think we did and and a, oh, and a salad chip and there, a you, salad. Go, there chip. we go there you we got go. yourself a salad so thank you for uh being terrific vips um i hope the longshores enjoy their salads as well Langshores. Langshores, excuse me and <laughs> Uh, for those of you in general admission or watching on the YouTube, including Stacy and uh, the rest of the gang watching on YouTube, uh, we got to this. <laughs> Not sure if you get the riding mower or the land, the street light way in the back, um, or the guy or all of them. Um, but or or Wilfred a, Brimley on the. Yeah, it looks like one of the guys from Ghost Hunters. So. Um, if you have a paranormal thing you need fixed, um, and then got you this, we made these leftovers at a Mother's Day dinner. Absolutely, those are all so enjoy these leftovers and a salad. Um, so right, and then, um, uh, I think that's I think we did it. They're all from an ancient 1950s television show called The Kale Storm Show. 
<laughs> well, thank you for that sweet pun. Uh, Stacy said she's laughing and uh, that your puns are funny and other various comments, which you can review later. <laughs> when, when she knocks on your hotel door. Right. <laughs> uh, and then, Mike, you're right. Uh, the only thing I can get pregnant is a pause. <laughs> yeah, we can, but you can't. You know, there is something you can. Right, <laughs> right. right. Uh, I don't know how you do it, Mike. I, I didn't have Facebook for two days, and I missed four weddings and a funeral. <laughs> I think that's the plot of that movie too. I'm not sure. Um, and I'm sorry you noticed, but you're right. I, I am getting fatter. Um, I'm so fat. I need help folding my clothes. <laughs> Gotten big is what you're saying. Huge and old, Mike. Old. Um, <laughs> Chuck, are you old too? Mike, every time I go to bed and lay down, I'm prostrated. Oh. So you're ashamed of getting old too. <laughs> I get that. You know, I get uh, speaking of a shame, that Jenner is running for gold in California in the runoff. And mm -hmm. man, she puts the Karen and Caitlin. <laughs> Speaking of elections, um, if your ballot has bamboo in it, have you been bamboozled? Yeah. Oh. I'd like to know if Caitlyn Jenner, how, how Caitlyn Jenner managed to still be a dick. That's what I'd like. To see. <laughs> that just stays with you, I guess. Um, you know, you've been so full of good advice lately, Mike. Uh, and I, I did what you said. I took my new twink out for a night of fun, and turns out Polk City is not a gay bar. Oh, God. If you'd only ask me, if you'd only ask me Chuck. Right. There's, <laughs> apparently, there's something okay about the way they spell poke. Um, Try that after introducing some guy named Stu Reg. Right. Sing it with me now. You put your right hand in, you take your right hand out, and you call it Poke City, and they tell you that's not what it is. Um, <laughs> just, just just off about the rhyme scheme. Just off. I'm going to work on the Poke City dance. Um, not, the, uh, not the only teacher of comedy on the show. Good to see Jonathan. Uh, he teaches at my favorite community college. Don't tell Community College of Denver what I said, but Santa Monica Community College, that's a hot school. Um, I teach comedy at the Community College of Denver, um, where spelling cunts. Um, oh, Mike, that joke needs an O in it. Um, <laughs> If I still have a job, um, there's a little debate over my title. Uh, apparently, uh, I, I'm not a professor. I'm what they call adjunct faculty. Yeah. And when they told me that, I said, when's that going to heal? <laughs> <laughs> he has adjunctivitis. Oh, my God. I'm taking that. I'm just taking that. Oh, yeah, it's, it's fine. It's your joke. It's really your joke. Here's one you can have, Mike. Uh, somebody screwed up my paycheck six weeks in a row. And uh, 
on Friday morning, I woke up and noticed that the error which was promised to be corrected had not been corrected. And I wrote a very short and simple email, which I guess was terse. Uh, I've said, uh, not paying an adjunct faculty does not align with our school's mission. And later on in the day, I realized I had just typed the sweetest fuck you <laughs> I think I ever had in my life without saying fuck you. Um, all right, no joke there, just a story from work, I guess. Um, <laughs> no, you know what? It's interesting. I can see people's faces. You're probably focused on the camera. I can see people's faces. They were interested. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Glad you had your eyes open. Um, <laughs> struggled, but it worked. All right. Well, uh, uh, I've enjoyed this. I have some new material and uh, things are working out all right for me, Mike. I have a, a mm -hmm. seminar coming up. I'm teaching uh, a humor comprehension symposium at the Woke Police Academy. Oh, no. Wait to get that done. It's called the Woke. <laughs> <laughs> We get rice bowls for lunch every day. Right, right. Um, well, um, you've been a rice bowl of fun, my friend. Thanks for letting me borrow uh, your stage. Chuck Roy, ladies and gentlemen. Yay. He is tons of fun whenever he performs, and he's getting closer to actually <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. drift in the two senses of that term. He's oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> That you joke does not you. align with our mission, Mike. Close <laughs> enough me to fuck me. That's the problem. Let's, mm. let's not even talk about that. Why? Because I don't want to. And because it's my tiny little Luxembourg of comedy that I run here every Monday. And I want to... <laughs> maybe it's a Liechtenstein of comedy. Well, speaking of Liechtenstein, Brazil <laughs> is watching, by the way. Brazil, really? I'm not shitting you, Mike. Just uh, Gabrielle uh, Victor from Brazil. They're just shitting me, but they're shitting all the time with the COVID down there. And anyway, right, right. Well, why do we talk about that? Why? Because you're trying to wish them well. You're you're an aware person. And I have no, I know things, but I have no right sense of what's right and wrong. And I get right. That. If you had sympathy, that would have been the time to use it. But you have something close. But, you know, I always. <laughs> I always figure that out a beat too late because if it's not if it's not organic, it just doesn't come to you at time. Right. Let's bring our next performer up. Should we, we should from another show. Um, you know, we are we're we actually should put it on our business card. Uh, the open mic, everyone's second favorite. <laughs> <laughs> where it's where everyone wants to go. <laughs> go to the one they like better or come late because the one they like better is on at the same time it's great it's fine because i like that you know i'd rather be second place than third for example all right anyway <laughs> this performer comes to us all the way from philadelphia the sister of brotherly love um it's also the city of brotherly love interesting but at any rate, brotherly love is involved. That makes it interesting to Chuck and for the rest of us as well. Please welcome, if you will, Danny right now. Danny. Thank you very much. You know, I have an in interesting fact about uh, living in the city of brotherly love. 
Uh, actually, it's not about that at all, but you just made me think of it. Uh, I had a great weekend. I, uh, I went to my sister's birthday party. Please. She turned 40. And uh, growing up, older. I... You're a much older sister. Yes, go ahead. Well, le- well, see, here's the thing. Growing up, I never knew I had a sister. Um, <laughs> I thought I had a brother. Oh. But my, my sister... Jessica, whom I love so, so much, had her 40th birthday party this weekend, and uh, we called it her gender repeal party. (laughs) 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 All right. So so I actually, I feel like this is a safe space and I trust everyone here. So I I want to share a a story with all of you as as briefly as I can, just something I I need to get off my chest. Uh, I didn't have a great time. In uh, in my childhood, I, I was part of uh, this this pretty pretty big, uh, dramatic, and pretty cruel social experiment that they were doing at the time uh, called uh, high school public high school. Not a lot of us came out of that uh, fully intact. I uh, I had a particularly bad time though. There was uh, there were there were uh, I mean there were there were there there are bullies. People ask me a lot of the time why I don't have children, and I just say, uh, "Have you met children? They are <laughs> they, they, they are horrible, especially to one another." I uh, I had one one thing in high school that kind of kept me going, and that was my boyfriend. I had the best boyfriend in high school. He was so hot to me. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it was like, you know, we were these angry punk teenagers and, and, you know, he had everything I wanted in a man. He was just, you know, just the right amount of underweight and pale, <laughs> like me, always had a t-shirt on of a band no one fucking heard of, spiked his hair, looked like Sid Vicious. <laughs> Sid freaking Vicious. Oh my God, he was so hot. And uh, naturally... When you're 15, your mom doesn't want you to date Sid Vicious, especially if your mom is my mom. And uh, let me tell you something about my mother before I tell you what happened here. My mother, who didn't want me to date Sid Vicious, is basically basically my mother's the the witch in the story, Rapunzel, who kept Rapunzel in the tower, but Jewish. So I wasn't allowed to date Sid Vicious and the way we handled this very brilliantly, I thought, was that we would sneak around at school. She can't keep us apart at school. So we would find little places to hide and like, you know, during study hall and after school, before the buses would leave, we would basically just just find a way to cram in any little tiny bit of pathetic teenage sexual activity that we could. I even (laughs) skipped detention sometimes to do this, which worked out well. And I, I, I got detention a lot. I got detention a lot because I was always doing stuff like reading Noam Chomsky books in math class and going on political rants. <laughs> I'd come home from detention. My, my Jewish mother would always go, young lady, that mouth is going to get you into trouble one day. I'm like, yeah, mom, today. <laughs> hey. <laughs> yeah. So Sid Vicious and I would sneak around and I'd get, get out of detention. And, and one day we found a little nook behind a behind a staircase, very well hidden. 
out of view. And uh, well, let me tell you one thing about my boyfriend in high school, Sid Vicious. This guy was about six foot two and made about 100 pounds soaking wet. And so his body hadn't quite grown into his dick yet. (laughs) (laughs) It was like a butternut squash growing out of the crotch of a skeleton. (laughs) (laughs) And we found the perfect place to hide after school one day so I could play with it. And it was the perfect place to hide. As it turns out, that's also the place that uh, his science teacher went to hide to smoke weed after school. <laughs> but found me, found me with a mouthful of butternut squash. Oh. <laughs> and I'm not, I'm still 25 years later, not sure what was worse coming back to the bullies or going home to my mother after she got the call from the administration that Sid Vicious's butternut squash was recreationally in my mouth after school. But here's the thing, you guys, mom and mom, after all those times of you can, there's only so many times you can say to me, young lady, that mouth is going to get you into trouble one day. (laughs) before i'm gonna take some artistic license with it (laughs) how that self-fulfilling prophecy plays out and the school as far as the school is concerned it's like i i just want to understand what the fuck your deal is here because every time something comes out of my mouth you keep me after in detention and the second something comes in my mouth I get three days off. <laughs> suspended for three days. And here's the real kicker, you guys. Grew up in the 1990s. I'm a comedian now. That was the first time someone stole my material because year and a half later, some White House intern did the same damn thing. <laughs> Bully still didn't leave me alone, though. Anyway, thank you very much for the time tonight. That was uh, that was a story that I'm working yeah. on. Yeah, Danny Rydell. Thanks, everybody. Yeah, Danny Rydell. It's, uh, it's a Sid Vicious fulfilling story, by the way. Um, <clears throat> Uh, so anyway, Danny was great. Everybody was great tonight. I really enjoyed everybody. I uh, should probably list off your name, but it's such a hassle to acknowledge others. So, <laughs> um, we had people from India, South Carolina, which is farther away somehow. I don't know how. And uh, of course, also Romania, which is the uh, Bulgaria of uh <laughs> and um god i don't know i don't know maybe romania is the most civilized place i don't know to me growing up watching vampire movies not interested i've got to be honest with you i don't want to go there i don't want to hang out there i watched white tiger over the summer and i have to say india's lost some of its luster oh <laughs> for me sorry man i didn't make the movie (laughs) 
but it's lost some of its luster and the star is married to a Jonas brother. So man, that's a Dick Wilter from way back. <laughs> At any rate, that's neither here nor there. It's a, actually a very good movie. Doesn't paint the rosiest picture of Mumbai, but that's neither here nor there also. Anyway, we all had a wonderful time tonight, didn't we? Didn't we? Yay! Uh, Chuck was funny. I, I know, just go with me on this, okay? Chuck was funny. <laughs> right, everybody? <laughs> Longshore. Langshore really went for it tonight um, with that laugh just now. Uh, Chuck was funny. It's all right. And um, this is his last appearance on the Open Mic Show. I'm glad that he laughed like that. At any rate, <laughs> and Donovan loved him. Uh, it's, good. it's so great to know that uh, you know his father used to own the Village Gate, and, which is a very famous jazz venue. Oh my God, very famous jazz venue. I almost saw Thelonious Monk there one time, but I went to see him at the Vanguard instead. Fascinating, huh? My life is just fascinating. Ooh. So, but anyway, this I think brings the, the regular show to a close. Those we are just the, need to do the silly photo. Oh, we still have to. Yes, we have to do silly photo. Um, everybody should do their like Emma Gold. How do we pose like Emma Goldman? And I have no idea. How do I? How and do Noam we? Noam Chomsky. So Noam everybody pose like Emma Goldman in one show. Yeah, so, we got we got some references in this show. There's some smart yeah. doing this. Right, so just, everybody just, posed like Emma Goldman. She was not an LAFF riot as a human being. So, yeah. you know, you're not going to... She's actually interviewed in which the movie Reds a couple of times. Yes, she's... A, she. I'm paraphrasing, but she's made one of the great quotes that all progressives should get through their heads, which is she essentially said, if I can't dance at your revolution, I'm not coming, which is... Yes. Right. If I if I can't dance, you can keep your revolution. There you go. Right. So yeah. can we just take a, a the photo of us dancing at our revolution? Uh, Mike, what you want to count this? down? One, two, two three. three. Ah! ah, perfect. Nice job, everybody. We'll uh, say goodbye, YouTube. Of, bye, YouTube. Speaking of dancing.